What's up guys, Josh Mosman here. Welcome to This Week in MXA, episode number 80 now, presented to you guys by O'Neill Racing. Thank you for tuning into this video. We have a lot of news going on in the motocross and supercross world. We're gonna touch on some of it here in this video, but if you wanna find out more information about anything we talk about now, check out motocrossactionmag.com, our website with all the latest news going on race results and more. But we just had the Redbud National this week and we're gonna talk about that. We got more news with the FIM World Supercross Championship. Eli Tomax talking about possibly racing for Team USA at the Motocross of Nations. More stuff like that, let's dive into it. All right guys, diving into the first topic, we gotta to talk about Eli Tomac. He is on a mission right now, Red Bud. He went 1-1 on his star racing Yamaha 450. This guy is going fast, and if you guys remember, the Motocross of Nations for 2022, it's coming back to Red Bud. And yes, Eli Tomac said in an interview with Motocross Action contributor, Jim Kimball, that he would be interested in racing for Motocross of Nations. Eli Tomac said, when asked to represent Team USA, he said, Oh yes, if I stay healthy and if everything stays the way it is, if I am selected, I will represent this year. So that means Eli Tomac is interested and willing to represent Team USA at the Motocross of Nations this year at Red Bud. Uh, it's gonna be very exciting. Red Bud is one of the most amazing tracks in the world. I've ridden a lot of them and Red Bud ranks very, very high up on the list for me. It's been a long time. It's actually been since 2011 since Motocross of Nations win has gone to Team USA and that was when Ryan Dungey, Ryan Villapoto, and Blake Baggett were on the team. So a long ways back for Team USA. Hopefully we can get it done this year. If Eli Tomac rides like he did at Red Bull this past weekend and everything goes goes well, I think we, uh, we got a good shot. But it's also really cool to see, not only is he interested in doing Motocross of Nations, but he's also going to Paris to race the Paris Supercross this off season. And he's racing the first round of the FIM World Supercross Championship this year. And uh, it's the pilot round of the pilot season, the first round, and it's gonna be over in Wales. So exciting stuff to have Eli Tomac over there. He also talked about this in the MXA interview he did with Jim Kimball. You can read the full interview on our website, but this quote, he said, I do find it intriguing, and I think it is going to be an adventure and a fun time for us. I know my time in this sport is not forever, so I'm going to take advantage of things this year and go race a couple of different races. So Eli Tomac is making the most of it. Uh, I sure do hope that he races 2023 Supercross and Motocross. I hope he doesn't go Supercross only. I hope he races for multiple years to come because it's just awesome having him here in the sport. And it's always a bummer when uh, guys, top guys retire. So hopefully Eli Tomac will stick around for a while. Next up, the huge news that came out this past week was that HRC Honda rider Ken Roxon committed to racing the entire 2022 FIM World Supercross series this year. It's gonna be uh, like, as I mentioned with Eli Tomac, this is the pilot season. This is their first time doing it after AMA Supercross and Feld Motorsports gave up the rights as the FIM World Supercross Championship last year. Those rights became available. Um, the OzX Open Group from Australia, they bought the FIM rights. They, they earned the rights from FIM to host a World Supercross Championship and now they're making it happen. I'm sure you guys have all heard about it online. And uh, Ken Roxon is racing. I don't know which bike he's gonna be on. You can only assume he'll be on a Honda, uh, maybe a Motor Concepts Honda, but as of right now, I currently don't have any uh, reliable information on that, but it will be very interesting to see uh, Ken Roxon racing the FIM World Supercross Championship. And to be honest, I'm surprised to have a guy of Ken Roxon caliber committing to racing this brand new series shows that one, the series has a lot of money to offer, and two, obviously they got some good structure and uh, a good enough program to lure a guy like Ken Roxon 
it's gonna make it more interesting to watch. All right, guys, touching on the results from Redbud, it was awesome to see some fresh faces on the podium. Joey Savacci, congratulations to him for getting a moto podium. And the first, first moto at Redbud in the 450 class, that was cool for him. It was also awesome to see Justin Barsha come from behind to get an overall podium in uh, Redbud, so good stuff there. Also, huge congratulations to Pro Circuit Kawasaki and Joe Shimoda for grabbing his first ever 250 national win at Redbud. Bummer to see Jet Lawrence get uh, bike issues in the first moto pulled off with a blown up bike as, as it appears. That's never fun to see a bike getting pushed off the track, but cool for Hunter Lawrence. He now has a points lead, so he has a six point lead over Jet Lawrence in the championship. And now Joe Shimoda, he's 36 points back sitting in third. So it's really still a Lawrence Brothers show at the front of the pack in the 250 class. All right guys, so this past Saturday, I spent uh, the day out at Fox Raceway at Paula riding 2023 KTM 250, 2023 Husqvarna 250, 2022 KTM 250, the older version. And we had uh, 23 KTM 450 that we were breaking in. That bike was brand new, um, but fun times out at Paula. The big question every year is, what's the difference between the KTM and the Husqvarna? Is, is it a big difference? Can you notice it on the track or are they basically the same bikes? And uh, this year, I'd like to say it's a bigger difference between the two models because the Husky has that lowered suspension and it feels even lower to me than it did last year. Um, but we're continuing to test these bikes and put more time on them and working on uh, full MXA race test articles for the magazine and also for our YouTube channel and website. So stay tuned for those. But uh, let's hear from the guys out at Paula. Right, guys one o'clock in the afternoon trevor jones pro circuit technician slash mxa test rider michael belfonte off-road racer slash slash uh muscle hamster slash mxa test rider what's the what are you guys doing right now michael uh so what we're doing right now we're just getting the uh 23 ktm and husky ready to go we're gonna trevor and i are gonna go back out go back to back on these bikes and uh kind of shake them down see what we think and uh yeah it's been a good day so far riding these things nice first time on the 23 models did you ever ride the factory editions or no no not the first time on the 23s yep and uh fox raceway it's a little dusty we're shutting the place down looks like dude yeah but yep. good times back and back on bikes Heck yeah cole zeller another o'neill rider and off-road racer kx450 is your normal bike but what are you thinking of these 250s I think these things are these things are next level compared to uh, some other technology out there. Uh, I've enjoyed riding these things. How big of a difference uh, is it between the KTM and the Husky? Uh, it's not that big, honestly. Um, the Husky I felt is is definitely slower on the bottom, but uh, I think the KTM. I'm I'm leaning towards KTM. What about suspension wise? How big of a difference is it there? Uh, the Husky is lower. Um, but I'm liking the KTM right. and uh, the suspension on it, yeah. Good times. It's working better. Dennis Stapleton, seasoned MXA test rider slash everything test rider. <laughs> what are you thinking about, uh, what, are you, what are you testing today on wheels and tires? Uh, today we have some uh, Bridgestone X31s mounted up. And right now I'm just running through the group of guys and then making notes. Nice. And then I'm guarding tools and checking wheel length on the 
250Fs that uh, the group's testing and uh, making sure that the chain is staying in between 65 and 75 so we don't blow through chain sliders or uh, have the bikes not handle good because the chains are too tight. All right, good stuff. We also had some fun last Thursday at Glen Helen riding a 2002 Yamaha YZ 252 stroke from David O'Connor. Um, this bike was built by David O'Connor with help from Jay Clark and uh, complete restoration bike. They took it from the ground up, built it together. It's a steel frame YZ 250, which is the first time I've ever ridden one of those. So it was fun to hop on that bike at Glen Helen last week. Stay tuned for video on this bike and also a full article in Motocross Action Magazine on David O'Connor's bike. David used to work at KTM. He's worked at a couple different places now, um, but he is getting ready to race the Vet Motocross of Nations at Fox Hill over in England. So he's gonna ship this bike over there. Good stuff, good luck, David. Thanks for letting us ride your bike. So David, is this your baby or what? Yeah, can't wait to get in riding it. <laughs> nice. And how many times do you think you'll ride it before you ship it overseas? Probably about two or three times, and then I'm, I'm running out of time. The bike has to get shipped pretty fast. How long, like, when do you have to ship it? Like, two weeks? Or? Probably, like, about three weeks with customs before the event. So I'll try to ride it this weekend, next weekend, and then box it up. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. So we'll play with some jetting right now. It's a warm day, so we're going to try a needle position and see how we do. Nice. All right, guys, thank you for tuning in to This Week in MXA, episode number 80, presented by O'Neill Racing. We'll see you guys in the next video. If you haven't seen some of our recent videos, click the thumbnails now for, for some of our more recent uploads. And check out motocrossactionmag.com for the latest news, reviews, race results, product tests, and more.